Blog Talk Radio. Rest in heat, through the heat, it's 
Um, for those of you who are new, we are an interactive show. We welcome your comments, your questions, um, your overall banter. So if you could please give us a call at 929-477-2304. If you want to get in on the conversation, press the number one to let us know you'd like to share. Then listen for the last four digits of your phone number to let you know that you are live and ready to roll. Um, I think that is what I wanted to share. Oh, also, share, share, share. Um, we are now on Apple, and we are trying to get our listeners up and all of that great stuff. So we need you to help share the show. If you could, please share my live, wins live, Kel's live, share, so that your people yeah. can know what we're doing over here at the school. Because we're growing, y'all. We want the people to know. Um, okay, so now that's all out of the way. What's up, family? Hey, Kels. How you doing, sis? Hey, doing okay. Hey, hey, hey. We're to this hot show tonight. Got my five yeah. people coming on. So, yeah. it is going to be dopeness. Yes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> when, how you doing? I am good now that my technical difficulties are done. Uh-oh. <laughs> we started early today? We, we got drama yeah, we early started, today. We started early. All right, it's all right. We're gonna we're gonna pray for it. We're gonna pray for the production on this fine Tuesday. <laughs> Good deal. It wouldn't be right without a little technical difficulty. Wouldn't be right. It wouldn't. All right, you're right. It would not be the it it would not be the scoop if we didn't have a hiccup or two. <laughs> all right. So we got the business out the way. We said hey hey to everybody. When I know we've got a lot of news that has been like. Killing the timeline, so I'm watching. Let's get yeah. on into it. <laughs> All right. So the first news is uh is really um it's not an article, but it's a video. So I don't know if you all if you have saw that uh, so- Soldier Boy last year last week, excuse me, had a very interesting week um, on a couple of the radio shows where um, the Breakfast Club and another show where he was talking about his new uh, game console. And basically what I, what the question that I saw or that I wanted to raise is um from that, you know, he's got uh, he's got a, console, a new console and the console is like supposedly licensed a ton of games. Um, you know, some of the old school games that we grew up with he was it was doing well and then he got sued or he got a lawsuit against him or um by Nintendo, trying to find out what's going on, things like that. And it seemed like in the interview um, that the the inter- people who were interviewing DJ Academics, um, I forgot the young lady's name, I apologize, but that they were very negative about um, what he was doing. And so he made the statement in the interview, he said, why is it that, that our people are will go with, you know, the Nintendos, the Savers, the other companies who try to do things like that. But when it's time for a black man um, to do something, and just because he's from the hood, we don't support him. And the Internet was pretty much, you know, social media was pretty much ablaze about that because, you know, some people agreed, some people disagreed that this is in our community how we treat one another, that if you don't look the way that you're supposed, that we think that you're supposed to, if you don't speak the way that you're supposed to, then as an entrepreneur, we won't we won't get behind you. So I'm interested um, in your thoughts. All three of us obviously are entrepreneurs and have our own businesses. 
Um, but I'm interested in what your thoughts are. Do we um, treat do we do we treat each other harder than we treat other communities um, when it comes to um, starting businesses? Is it really true? Is there what we would call a black tax? Is that is that we put on one another? Uh, Kels, I'm gonna start with. What's your thoughts? Um, as far as the black tax, I have to somewhat agree. Just because I remember starting out with Kirby Kitten and even, you know, me and Westford, you guys don't know, we partner uh, on some of our clothing line businesses, him with the Big Man and me with Kirby Kitten. And I don't know if you remember when, but I remember in one of the entrepreneur groups, business groups, uh, we had posted a sale on our items for couples, you know, for mm-hmm. men, ladies. And I remember mm-hmm. the pushback about the prices. Mm-hmm. And I was very offended because I'm thinking, hey, a hoodie is can, is mm-hmm. most, between $1,500, even at JCPenney. Mm-hmm. We know JCPenney's had all kinds of sales. And we were giving two, I think, sweatsuits for the price of like $80 or something like that. And people were you know, questioning the price, and I'm like, if we're using the same type of products that any other uh, sweatshirt or teacher company uses, we outsource from the same companies, the same warehouses, mm-hmm. and because Nike um, is known, and you don't know anybody that produces Nike just because it's a known emblem, mm-hmm. you'll buy it. So why is it a problem to purchase something from somebody you know that's going to give you a quality product? So, yeah, there is some truth to this black tax that, you know, our culture puts on ourselves, and it's, and it's really ridiculous. So I am sensitive to that subject, and I believe it is true. I think it's gotten better because we're talking mm-hmm. about it, but, yeah, it still exists. Thank you? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very <laughs> We, um, there is absolutely a tax and it's interesting to me. And I, and I agree with Kels for sure on how we get questioned about things that in other situations we know are not questioned. Um, and it often, this is just my, you know, we might call it petty or sensitive or whatever thought process on this, but it always I find it extremely amusing to read through the threads of consumers who feel so confident questioning and criticizing black businesses specifically. Everyone becomes such a John Ramsey or Budgenista when it comes, you know, everybody has all the stats and knows customer service standards and the expectations that should be met and all of that, but no one understands when it comes to scale of pricing and minimum and what business is and what it takes to get it and how hard it is for a regular Joe Schmo to come across the business credit. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just interesting to see, and I often, you guys will notice, I, I rarely speak up when we start to um, criticize and talk about the latest businesses making a move that people are upset about, because it's just very amusing to me, especially being a part of this um, life, this entrepreneur life, 
you know, and struggling yeah. at times. You know, it's just funny watching everyone who's never tried to do something tell us how we should do something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so watching the, the bits and pieces of the Soulja Boy, you know, interview. I, 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 I'm here for the. You know, I shout out to Soulja because he held his own, yeah. and it was funny. But bro spoke spoke truth. Like I'm here for it, and and we should listen to that with a different set of ears than the average. Soldier Boy sound that we put on <laughs> when we listen to it. You might have yeah. learned something. There's something to learn there. Yep. And I tell people I completely get, you know, I completely get that the way he talks and all that might be different and all that. However, I mean, he's on to something. And, yeah. and my thinking is, is why does it say, again, we don't like, it, we don't do the same thing to other people. I don't care what anybody says. We don't do that to other people. And I asked the question. I said, you know, somebody, when they said something about we expect um, our businesses to have, be high quality, I'm like, I, and y'all saw me. I said, but wait a minute. Like, McDonald's mess, literally messes up your order 50% of the time. Yes. Well, literally. You complain every time you go into Walmart that there's not enough lines open. Uh, and you like, but you go every week to buy mm-hmm. buy groceries. Like it's been proven that sometimes <laughs> their produce is bad, and mm-hmm. we still go. But yet and still, you tell somebody else that uh, your cloud. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, again, I don't, I don't try to argue or fight, but I just think that we need to be aware of it. Like we are expecting more. Um, than what we expect from everybody else, and that's and we got we should pay attention to that. So, yeah, okay, yeah. all right, I, I, I yeah, it, it's just what it is to me. So, <laughs> all right, let me move on before I keep going. So, um, in other news, <laughs> this week, so we're getting uh, we talked about last last week. Uh, Julian Castro announced that he was running uh, for the Demo- the Democratic. Um, national convention he's going to run for to be president of the United States. This week, Kamala Harris um, has announced that she is running, uh, she's a candidate for the president of the United States. So the article talks about um, how uh, she regrets um, Kamala Harris spent her first day as Democratic presidential candidate expressing regret over how certain cases were handled while she worked as the top state prosecutor in California. During a press conference Monday, uh, at Howard University, um, Harris defended her record amid liberal criticism, saying she was proud of her action as California Attorney General and San Francisco District Attorney. Uh, she said, I have a host of clients that I was obligated to defend and represent, Harris said, of being California's Attorney General, and I couldn't fire my clients. And there were unfortunately situations that occurred where my clients took positions that were contrary to my belief. This has been a very, we've seen various positions on this where there are some people who have been saying um, we should get behind her um, and then that we've seen a lot that basically has said that we shouldn't because especially of these issues that she's had, um, these cases that came back um, as she was state's attorney. What are your, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I, I uh, admit to not really knowing all of the background of uh, Kamala Harris, 
But I, when I heard about her nomination, I went and read about some things. And I mean, it has been a, it just seemed like it's a lot of controversy over her time as a prosecutor. And, you know, I, I want to support her, especially being a, a black woman. I think that this is, you know, that would be groundbreaking. I just have to, I want to do more research.
we just can't give it away. You know, um, we have to make sure that they are actually going to get into office and address our issues. Uh, we need to address voter suppression issues in, in in the country. We need to address um, prison to pipeline reform. We need to address the fact that our schools are disproportionately underfunded. We need to address, you know, so there's definitely some issues that we need to address. And I think this time what we can't do is we can't place all of our um, support behind the person and I'm just who who answers our hot topic or our hot hot button. So if you are an evangelical Christian, just because you know they're they say they don't vote they they don't believe in abortion, you know, or if you are um, a person who believes in small government, just because or it's a person that's going to cut taxes, like there are more. Like look at the person as a whole. And I think we need to make a decision based on that. So, um, so it's too early for me. Yeah. I think it's early. And we're gonna we're gonna see. Yeah. So we're gonna see. But 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 hey, give my sister a chance, and I can I can say that I'm definitely gonna get you. So so we got two people in the race now. So we'll see who else over these next couple of months um, steps up to the plate and says that they're gonna run. So all right, last. Um, and I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but I definitely want to get to this one. Um, Nick Sandman, Covington High School Junior, reg- uh, regarding the incident at Lincoln Memorial. So um, this is the young man who stood face-to-face with the Native American um, a chief who was in the midst of his um, uh, tribal protest and celebration on Lincoln Memorial. So the article says that I'm providing factual account of what happened on Friday afternoon at the Lincoln Memorial to correct misinformation and outright lies being spread about my family and me. This is the young man. I am a student in the I am a student of the video who was confronted by the Native American protester. I arrived at the Lincoln Memorial at 4:30 p.m. I was told to be there by 5:30 p.m. when our buses were due to leave Washington for the trip back to Kentucky. We have been attending the March for Life rally and has up in the small groups to go sightseeing. When we arrived, we noticed four African-American protesters who were also on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. I'm not sure what they were protesting, and I did not interact with them. I did hear them direct derogatory insults at our school group. The protesters were uh, hateful things. They called us racist, bigots, white crackers, F-words, incest kids, I won't that word. Um, they also taunted an African-American student from my school telling him that we would harvest his organs. I have no idea what that insult means, but it was startling to hear. Because we were being loudly attacked and taunted in public, a student in our group asked one of the teachers chaperones for permission to begin school spirit chants to counter the hateful messages. I'm not going to read the rest of this. I'll post it. But basically, I said it wasn't me. It was the black um, Hebrew Israelites who this and he says he was trying to make peace by standing in this gentleman's face and smiling. Q, what are your thoughts? I'm gonna start with you. You know what Q thinks about this. Um, <laughs> Q thinks this was a terrible, terrible try to redirect after you have been flat out recorded being an ass like straight up <clears throat> the Israelites are known all over the United States and abroad for being <laughs> nuisances 
irritating. Sorry, Nick. It, it didn't work. So, 
All right, that's news. We got to move on. Um, but don't be like Nick. Um, so this news tonight was brought to you by the Level Up Conference. The Level Up Conference is held, will be held um, in Chicago, August 9th through 11th. It is hosted by us at Global Drive Network. We're going to be talking about faith, family, and finance. We are, uh, if you want to register for the conference, you can go to www.levelupchicago.com. We are also looking for uh, vendors and sponsors. So if you are a vendor and you have information you want to um, and you want to uh, be one of our vendors, you can also go to the website and get a vendor packet or if you are a sponsor. So um, go to the website, www.levelupchicago.com and get registered because there are limited uh, spaces available for attendees as well as for sponsor. Um, our first song tonight is called Win by uh, Sincere. Um, so after this, Kels is going to give us the Scoop Nation topic. And my Lord, you don't want to miss this. Um, so don't go anywhere. And as always, again, if you are on our live or you have a, or you have a comment or question, put your comments on our live or call it at 929-477-2304. And we will definitely get you on the air, 929-477-2304, press the number one, questions or comments. So here we go with um, Win by Sincere. It's five in the morning. Get on up. Get God's road. No matter
the court. So the, the frustrating part, one of the frustrating parts for men is that the court system will mandate times that you're supposed to be able to see your child and the amount of money you pay in child support if, if both of those are in place. However, there are a lot of loopholes where if a mother does not want you to see the child, they can use and not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But they'll still consistently take your money. And so mm-hmm. that if you are, as a man, if you are trying to be in your child's child's life, and that is, and, and those same, and the same vigor at which they come for your money, they don't come to let you spend time with your child. It can be frustrating. Um, and so mm-hmm. I get it. I get I get the post. Um, however, I also say that as a father, there is nothing that should prevent you from being in your child's life. Short nope. of taking the baby and leaving and going to another country, and we I've, I've seen that too. So again, mm-hmm. I think I think we just have to realize that you've got to do everything you can. It's frustrating as hell to try to fight through the system. It's frustrating. You know, you got to, I tell everybody, uh, I bite my tongue a lot. And I bite my tongue and keep my opinion to myself about stuff that I normally wouldn't. But knowing that my goal is to keep peace. Um, also, knowing that just as much as I bite my tongue, she's biting her tongue. Um, it's like, you know what? We just don't get through this. And we're gonna figure it out because ultimately, I do what I have to do what's best for my child. So mm-hmm. I get, I get the post, and it does happen. And I think Kels, you're, you're, you're correct in saying that that whole more times than more often than not, that's the part yeah. that makes it because we don't really know. But it happens a lot, and we gotta be mm-hmm. honest and say it happens a lot. So mm-hmm. we're not gonna lie and say it don't happen. And I don't buy the whole, um, you know, the whole, like, it, I get I get even me saying, do what you have to do. But there was a time when I was like, I'm out. I tell I, 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 anybody, there was, a, there was a, a day where I called my parents and said, I'm moving to Oklahoma City. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm not dealing with this crap anymore. I've had enough. I had that yeah. moment. Yeah. Both of my parents mm-hmm. told me, shut up. Go get your <laughs> Actually, go get something to eat, and you'll be fine. But you're not leaving. Home. Y'all like chicken? Did you some chicken? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. And they were right, but everybody doesn't have that that person to those people to say that. So I get the frustration that men have, but I also get that now. And this happened for me again. This was still when we were going through the whole process. But say now, six years later, five years later, that my God, I'm so glad I didn't, because that that little boy has been the saving grace of my life more times than I would care to admit. And just as much as I he's needed me, I've needed him. Yeah, that's so true. That's so that's good. That's good, right there. You said that. I I can appreciate. Um, I can appreciate the honesty of this post as well as the emotion behind how it's written. 
I share, uh, and even though I was irritated with it, <laughs> because I know, you know, I, I see where it's rooted from, but then I also see that when put in these types of spaces, what it can do. But I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm going to stay on topic. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I have been a sister, you know, processing this from the honor perspective. I have been, I've seen this from a sister perspective. I've seen this from um, a friend perspective as well. And I'm in the mind of what Kel said. A lot of the times this can bear down to excuses. And I think that's where my frustration came from. Um, While I know these types of situations exist, um, I know women who put men through these types of situations. Um, I, I know it happens. We all know that it happens. I don't think that should be where it stops. I think that's often where, just as often as that's the reason why it happens, it's often the reason why men cop out. You know, those dads say, I'm good because I don't want to deal with her. Um, And that's, I think, where some women get real touchy when it comes to this because especially if they can't identify with this type of situation, if they are not that kind of woman and see those types of comments, where it sounds like there's an excuse being made because there could possibly be an issue with their relationship. That's where I think the the say what now comes in for me. Um, and it just gets rid of, at this point in time, in knowing the state of our babies, whether it be your personal baby <laughs> or the collective baby, um, right. I think it's right. real. It's, it's time for us to get over ourselves. Um, and in the time where we're, we're, we're needing more, I think these types of conversations need to be turned to the root. Let's get to the root of it. Let's get out of the emotions. Let's own some stuff. Let's have some accountability on both sides, women and men, you know, father and mother. Because <laughs> y'all had all the accountability when y'all were getting in. You were accountable for that. <laughs> so let's be accountable for what happened afterwards. And that's, you know, I, that's where I want these conversations to end up. Instead of an argument, let's let's move to movement, you know. That would be like awesome. To like get some babies yeah. back in the with some daddies. Get yeah. some, some that brings, you know. brings me to some comments on the actual post from the group and one that stood out to me that I thought was really good was from Ms. Renita and she says true power is taking responsibility for your own actions. No one can make you do anything without your body and dig deep and be there for your kids. And let's see. Um, even with that being said, uh, a comment from my from Tay, she uh, was referring to you know Winfrey's comment and saying that the difference, you know, in maybe Winfrey's perspective is that or his situation is that he had people to give great advice. We know that everybody is going to have a great support system, even with you know like the situation with my family. We it's a lot of them, so. Yeah, we can go with the joint custody. We can take turns helping, you know, them out with joint custody and all that stuff, helping them to stay calm in court and not be frustrated with the whole situation. Um, another comment from uh, a man from Mr. Terrell. He says, if I want to be in my kids' life, there regardless, whether I have to fight in the court for visitation or compromise with the mother. I'm going to have to disagree with this. My kids are too important to leave my relationship with them in someone else's hands. Uh, to me, that's also another good uh, comment um, with the compromise. I like the fact that he said compromise. 
we learn at an early age that you kill, you can kill anything with kindness. So if you do have, you said we kill with kindness. Yes. So if you do have, if you do have that person or that type of um, woman that is trying to make your life difficult or make it make it difficult for you to see your child, to me the best way to go about it is through the court. Just like women will run and and, and you know. Uh, and do child support, if she takes that step, you go, I mean, you have to get a lawyer, and that is unfair because the system does, you know, take uh, their, their uh, what do you call it, I, the word escapes me, but they take the side of the person who has the child. Uh, so they're going to take their side first, but you just have, you have to pay and get representation. You can't just go in court and argue your case when it comes to something like this, and, that, and that's, and that's, that is unfair, and I, and I get the frustration yeah. Like you said, nothing can stop you from seeing your child. And I think, um, so I think, I think sorry, I was going to say, I think one of the one of the, the biggest frustrations as a man, two frustrations. Let me say, is number one, understanding that is the feeling of powerlessness that the court system gives you, as well as um, the the powerlessness that you feel, like I said earlier, and not being able to, you know. To see your child, even when you do what's right, as well as like there's a powerless feeling that we're not good at that. Number one, so that's number one. The other part is, I think the reason why these conversations get stuck in the back and forth is um, we don't ever like for as a man, it is very rare that you hear um, women say, "Yeah." We triumph on this in this we can, we're, yes, we do this like there is not an admission that that this exists, and so I think the pushback sometimes is it seems like you're asking me to be accountable for my actions, so even to um the the comment that you just read, you want me you're saying that no one can control me without my whatever, but that's true, except for. They can control me when I show up to to pick up my my daughter, and she you know and she baiting me trying to bait me into an argument or she's lying and says that I pushed her when I didn't and so now I'm in jail or you know what I mean or like there are a lot of parts of that very difficult and so I think what men are saying uh, what some men are saying is at least admit that this happens so then we're not you're not just like just like women don't want to be broad brush labeled as the reason why this happens, and men don't want to be broad brush labeled, brushed labeled as the fact that we ain't trying to be there for our kids. And I think that's where it's like there's no even no admission that this is a legitimate thing that is legitimately happening in our community. And I think that's where some of the some of the venom from a male perspective comes in. Right, and I and I and I get that, but I think like you you may even mentioned in one of your comments on the post that. Most of the women who probably do this are not looking at this post and are not going to comment, you know. Right. right. So the ones exactly. who are in the center are mothers and women who would who out there hustling, who grinding. So, yeah, most of the mothers who fight back are grinding. Perspective that they can't really argue from because they're not, they can't understand the plight of yep. having to go through this. And so yep. I think maybe what how we transition 
is as women is to be able to say, you know, I'm sorry that you guys have to go through that. Um, you know, there's some women, some women did do that, that because you know we probably all know um, women or had maybe even in our families that have used the children as pawns and have made you know a man like miserable. And that comes to another part that I want to kind of get into before we have to wrap up that I want to ask you guys. So when things like this happen. Do you think some of the issues may come from the couple not being in agreement on even having a child together? I think sure. it's something really real that we never that we don't really discuss. If Definitely. a if a if if one of the people doesn't want to have a child, and and, and it's you know, if for an example, if a man, you know, if you guys sleep together and you and the woman's pregnant, if the man really doesn't want to have a child. You know what can he do? He can mm-hmm. sign his rights over, but you know, can he make her give it up for adoption? Make her get an abortion? You know, there's so many things that mm-hmm. men's hands are kind of tied. So, do you think maybe some of that causes the resentment and the back and forth between, you know, co-parents if they're not together? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, but to that I would say, but to that I would say. I would say to any dude who says that I'm like you, you. Oh, I was. I would say you ain't ish if that's what you. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's done. I mean, be be butt hurt. You know, you say scratch your butt. You know, scratch get be get whatever. It's it's done. Like, you yeah. need to you know level up and and get on your grind like this is. And again, what you'll find is what I tell anybody is what you'll find is that that child, that son, that daughter will become. A will become the reason why you are a better man, why you are, you know, who you are. Again, I've said it before. My son has literally saved my life on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. Multiple occasions. And I don't even like, and as a euphemism, like, I'm not being serious. That young man at six years old has prevented me from doing dangerous stuff that could have possibly ended my life multiple times. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, why I was saying I agree with you. It, it is the reason. Yeah. Yes, I also agree. That you know, there's a lot we we often, <clears throat> especially when we have kids, we you know people are told that you no longer really matter. Your feelings don't really matter, and everything that you are now doing is responsible. You know, you're at the lead of your child. Um, everything you're supposed to do now is for your child. So if you have unresolved emotions, if you still care for that person, whether that be the man or the woman, if you still have stuff that's stuck between you and then you throw a child into the midst of that, um, even children who initially started out wanted, you know what I mean? Because it, it, it might not always be a matter of do we want do, do we both want the child. You could start out wanting the child and then throughout the situation you no longer are together. So now it becomes a how do we, what do we do now? But we've got all this unresolved stuff just stuck between us. And I think that that also can can attribute to that. Um, it's not always uh, volatile from the beginning, I don't think. I think a lot of the times the, the level of pain that happens is because there was so much love there. Yeah. All these babies aren't being made from one night stands and just, you know, 
You know, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know these, these, some of these babies really did come from love, which is why the parents can't stop fighting. Because <laughs> they didn't work it out. Well, I think that I think that more conversations need to be had when the situation is together. And, and both both people have to be accountable. But I do think what I mean is that the woman kind of has the upper hand even from conception because of her body. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna so, agree and dis- I'm gonna agree and disagree, Kels. I agree from conception, correct? No, I agree with conception, but for it to get to the point where the baby is conceived, like that's on us. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's on, yeah. that's both that's that's both parties. And and I yeah. said all the time, everybody knows where babies come from. Now. Right, I think, right. I think there are some women who who <laughs> try to have babies. Um, you know, the kids, they've been doing it at the beginning of the time, and they yeah, didn't yeah. stop. Yeah. And they'll have more than one. You know, yeah. even some women get it on the post. They'll have to have more than one baby with somebody that you, the first, the first baby didn't, wasn't going well, so why would you have a daughter? Right. Yeah. Right. Somebody yeah. being the person that took conception of children at a, you know, very serious, a very, very young age because I have older siblings that I know where babies come from. So, <laughs> I've broken it off with guys, you know, a particular guy uh, one time but he kept bringing up a child and I'm like, first of all, you didn't take care of your kids. You know what I mean? So, why are you trying to think I want, did you think that's what I want to hear or something like that? Uh, no, I know what children mean. I know how expensive they are. If mm-hmm. I'm not ready to just Google Gaga because you said you have a child for me. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, and I think that if we have more conversations, if we teach, you know, younger people growing up about it being, you know, having children really serious, you know, this is a really serious decision that you need to think about doing. And we know sometimes people, we have people who are married who even plan to have a child if like they make this go wrong. But I just think sometimes a lot of problems start before conception and they still go through with it for some odd reason. I just, I, I don't understand. I'm going to say I think most of them start because, I mean, if you, if you, I tell you, if you communicate bad before you have a baby, it's going to be extra hard <laughs> to communicate. Yeah. Right. So, if you, if you have money problems before baby, you really gonna have money problems. Not I mean, gonna change. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, I think that just that level of because it's additional stress and strain that only exacerbates the problems that were already there. Yeah. Babies don't make it better. <laughs> Babies don't make it better. <laughs> That's not how that works. No. I mean, it is. It is oh, let's mm-hmm. see. I have a live comment. Let's see. Uh, oh, Kay was just agreeing, saying that she's she's broken up with guys uh, that don't care, you know, don't care about kids, don't take care of their kids. Uh, you know, in in a protection mode to not be in that number, and I'm like, yeah. You know, there there are women who think about that, and maybe more of us should. Uh, Hughes, you have a comment? Yes, Miss um, Loretta says that she she basically shares our um, understanding as far as experiencing this. She says, 
you have sons that have went through that. Moms won't let them see their kids, but then they, but they also pay their child support. She says this can go, this particular topic can go on and on. And I agree. There's all kinds of lanes that this this conversation can go down. And you're probably talking about child support, custody, all of that. <laughs> we we this, these these rabbit holes can get deep. So yeah, I completely agree. It, it I think ultimately the the res- the solution has to be we got babies and the more the, the the if we continue to do this it's only like if we continue to have these types of scenarios where both parents are not in the lives of the children we're going to continue to have to deal with some of the things that we're doing now in our culture but babies need to be parents they need both presence so we got to suck it up and figure it out and do what we need to do to be present for our children, period. Yes, and that is a good way to wrap it up. It comes back to communication, and when you're, you know, a child is involved and you think you would, both of you would want to see the good of the child, then the whole world would be a better place. And, And these conversations, I hope, have helped some people, you know, think about their situations and maybe prevent from getting into another situation. So, yes. The hot topic has been brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing. Curvy Kitten is more than a clothing line, it's a movement. A movement to realize that loving all of our curves, no matter what size, is the foundation for loving each other. You can get your Curvy Kitten at www.curvykittens.com. And if you use code KKLOVE, that's capital K, capital K, L U V. You'll get an additional fifteen, well, a 15% discount from now until Valentine's Day. So get your cart mm-hmm. in, and I will see you next week for another hot topic. Hey, hey. Oh, uh. we do have music. Sorry. <laughs> we do have some music. Uh, let's see. Our next song is, oh, one of my friends. What I want to by Sandy Connectment.
nerves. I was really pissed when they kicked you don't win. I was gonna bust at you. Sweet as pot, make crust at you. On sight when I see you, I'm a rush of food. Don't be worried about what the fuck I'm going to. Better be worried about what the fuck I'm going to. Things 
um, ready for the mystery person to love them the right way. But what happens when you are approached and that person wants to love you better and they say, teach me? How would you, how do we do, how do we do that? <laughs> how do we teach someone to love us better? Wow, very, very, very good question. As a matter of fact, when I was given this topic, you know, like like others that you guys have given me in the past, there are so many different avenues that, you know, we can take it and run with it. But I think if it's really a matter of uh, teaching someone how to love us better, it's first of all um, being being informed of what love is. You know, people are so quick to want to say, I love you, or I'm in love, or I found someone to love me, but really, really don't understand what that word love means, what it entails, and what it really requires um, if you're going to have a success successful relationship. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what That's does true. it what does it require? I'm, I'm, I'm oh, taking well. oh, what does it require? Come on, teach me. <laughs> well, am I teaching how to love better or am I talking about what it requires? Because you know <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, t- I, I'm tired of being I'm tired of being single. Right? Tell me something. I got my pen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, of course, I, of course, you, me, I'm the pointer, so of course, I definitely have points. But you know, it's it's really it's really simple. But we, in our human nature, complicate this thing. And I think if we were to to take it back to the to the basics of interacting with other people, we want to be in a relationship with a person who we would want to be with. And what do I mean by that, right? So if you're in a relationship with someone, you want to be in a relationship with someone who's considerate of your feelings, right? So what is it that we should do? We should be considerate of other people's feelings. We want someone to be kind to us. So what should we do? We should be kind to other people. So again, it's really, really basic. Us being being with someone who's a mirror reflection of exactly what it is that we desire in a relationship. And if we can only remember that during those heated arguments, during those kinds of disagreements, during those moments where we have the perfect opportunity to snap back, you know what I'm saying? If we can remember it during those moments, it will certainly be a benefit in the long run in our relationship. Yeah, remember it when it gets hard, when you don't like to. <laughs> it's not easy. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. Uh, but if we were to go for the sake of uh, points, because I do have them, I think one thing that will certainly help um, in in teaching or love on us loving better is to learn the power of a pause. There is power in pause, and with that, we learn to think before we speak. We have to learn in our relationship that it's not healthy and we should not always be reacting out of anger. And if it requires us to take a breath, to take a walk around the block, 
could take yeah. a vacation day from our spouse, our mate, then that's something that we need to do. And, you know, I love the Bible because we always can find something in there <laughs> that we can that's applicable to what we go through in life. And the Bible says in Proverbs that a fool speaks his mind. And so, you know, <laughs> we thinking we just out here, you know, going off. But guess what? When we doing that, not only are we looking a fool to the person that we're in a relationship with, guess what? We are showing exactly what is written in the word, that a fool speaks his mind. But when we learn how to become more uh, self-controlled, then the other half of that verse says, but a wise man holds back. Mm-hmm. Well, amen. Look. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, I think another point, if we if we had to make one on learning how to love better, is mastering the art of apologizing. You know, we're so quick to say what our mate did, and we're pointing the finger, and we're magnifying their faults and their flaws. But if we were to be honest with ourselves, you know, they they didn't do everything wrong. There was something that we maybe did or didn't do to contribute to, you know, maybe the current argument that's going on. And if it's not that, maybe there's some some things that we've done in the past that kind of carried over, which is what now magnified or blew up or adds fuel to the to the, you know, disagreement that we're having now. But sometimes it's just learning to say, you know what, I'm sorry, or I apologize for my part and what I did, and not making it general. But if we know that we hit below the belt, if we know that we took a pillow talk conversation and now we're throwing it in their face, then it's up to us to master the art of apologizing and saying, you know what, I was wrong. I take responsibility for what I did to contribute to this disagreement. That's loving someone better, not putting all the blame on them, but accepting our part as well. Love it. Go ahead. Ladies first. No, I was going to say for women, that is often um, something that we are said to struggle with <laughs> as uh-huh. far as the actual words, I'm sorry, you know what I mean? Or I apologize for doing said thing. You know, we often can rationalize why we've done a thing and think that that's perfectly okay. So um, uh-huh. as a woman and hearing that from a woman... Is 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 uh, one of those aha moments or one of those yeah you right type of moments for you to point that because that is something that I think we struggle with men are men are expected to apologize even when we have mm-hmm. to pull it out <laughs> or have to remind you know say hey you should be apologizing for this um, but even when we know we're wrong often it's a yeah we're gonna move right along now sir <laughs> type of situation we have to. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do better with that. 
you no, know, absolutely. I, you know, just like we want, you know, to receive apology, so does our man. You know, our man wants us to, you know, fess up and admit, baby, it wasn't all you. It was me. You know, I did do something wrong. And I love the fact that you mentioned we expect for the man to apologize because, you know, us, we'll get on the phone with our girl and let me tell you what he did. And, you know, they're going right in with us. Girl, did he? You know what? See, uh-uh. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's not often that we say, well, you know, I did whatever your part was to either prolong the argument or to add fuel to that fire. So we, we as women, we definitely can and, and I don't want to say all women because of course it's yep. both ways. We can certainly um, practice apologizing and being more accountable of our actions in our relationships. Amen. I think that that's a very good point because I, you know, definitely have admitted on several occasions that, and I still don't like to apologize. Like that is something so hard for me to do, and I know that I have. <laughs> probably, you know, ruined the chances of anything growing with certain, you know, potential mates because of that stubbornness. Um, I did have a comment based on the uh, a full speech's mind. Uh, we, we even had an uh-huh. episode one time uh, about truth. And we everybody is so bent on this being real or thinking that yeah. the truth has to be harsh. And yeah. I'm glad yeah. that you brought that that you know verse up a couple of verses up because we really have to think we really have to think just because you're speaking your mind or saying what you think is your truth doesn't mean that it's nice or that it's polite you know or that uh-huh. it's something good that you can say. Yep. And I uh-huh. know uh-huh. just with me trying to take my time when I when I'm upset or when I'm trying to communicate with somebody has has definitely been a game changer when it comes to, you know, a journey to love. It's just um, you know, you don't have you don't have to speak your mind. You don't have to say right. everything out. So I thought it was a very good point uh to make. I totally, I totally agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me too. I don't know if your journals are for everyone, you know, no one Absolutely. says you can't feel how you feel, but write that ish down. You don't have to share it with everybody all the time. Look, write it down, then and- write it back to yourself. Right. <laughs> Right, right, right. You know, you know. I love that you bring up the journal. Um, It's actually one of the points that um, another point that I made in uh, teaching teaching me how to love you better. Sometimes um, it's it's not even something that can be taught as much as it is as accepting people for who they really are and not trying to change them into the person that you want them to be. You know, and and I'll give an example. You know, if you meet a guy who who's always in jogging pants and jogging suits, but you know you like to 
dress up a little bit, wear your mini skirt, your, you know, however it is, you look nice and sexy going out, and you try to throw these subliminal hints, uh, baby, wear a suit. Uh, baby, put on a suit. And baby, like, look, I'm comfortable like this. You know, like, don't try and change me. So it's really a matter of learning how to love them better is accepting them for who they are, where they are, and growing, allowing them to grow if that's a choice that they make into the person um, who's comfortable in suits in this example, you know, or if you're a guy who dates a woman who's comfortable wearing her uh, 20, 22, and 24-inch weave, you know, stop telling her how she will look wearing her natural hair. She's wearing what she feels most comfortable and confident in. You met her wearing her 20, 21, 22, whatever list she in. So, you know, accepting that. And when she's ready to make that transition into the natural look, she'll do it. But, you know, to constantly press or impress upon your mate a vision that you have for them is unfair to them. You're not truly, genuinely loving them. And if you do, you'll accept, you know, those jogging pants and gym shoes. And when they're ready to um, change their wardrobe, their style, their look, because their circle is changing or whatever the motivation is, you know, you'll be there as a source of encouragement, as a source of support, and as then you can say, I've been waiting on this moment, baby. Let's go shopping. I'm about your first suit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So let me, let me ask this question, ladies, and, and, and help, help me with this. So how do you, if there is a situation where you are um, – doing the best that you can to love your, your part. I'm going to say from a man's perspective to a, a woman, I'm trying to love my woman as best as possible, but there are some, um, there are some things that she's doing that are hurting her, um, whether it be professionally, whether it be, you know, um, you know, relationally, whatever that are hurting her. Is it, how do I, is it beneficial or do I, do I let her just figure it out? Or how do we say, you know, this is hurting you, you know, in a way that's not saying you're a bad person or we don't love you, but this is just not like you trying to, you know, you trying to move up in, in your corporate. And I'm choosing this as an example, but where you work at, red 21 inch bundles, and I don't know what I'm saying by the way, with red hair that's down doesn't work. Like I mean, you know what I mean? Like how do we do that? How do we, how do we do that? I think I'll answer that. Um, I think how you, or I'll give an answer to that. I think how you position it is very, very important. Um, <clears throat> if you come from a place of love and even provide examples of perceptions and things of that nature and show how, you know, there is a end game to your criticism that is rooted in something other than criticizing her. Um, if you position it in a way that I think you're awesome as is, however, this could help them see you be this awesome. <laughs> or I know, I know that you, I know you. However, I would really, really like to help you highlight that for other people. Those types of things, aside from you know that hair is hood as hell, baby. Why you keep wearing that red hair to work every time? You know them people don't like to see that red hair. So now you're attacking me. 
and and now mm-hmm. I feel inadequate. Like I don't know my environment. Like the people, like I'm, I shouldn't be here because these, I should know that they don't accept me for these ways. You know what I mean? So how you position mm-hmm. those types of things to someone that you love is important, and how that will be received. Um, you can't guarantee that you're going to get a positive reaction all the time. You just can't because you're telling you're it's a tough conversation sometimes. But at the end of it, when they sitting and chilling by themselves and possibly left you alone for a minute and put yourself on timeout, they might rewind that and think, well, you know what? You wasn't trying to come for me after all. Maybe I was just in my feelings. And then have that opportunity to come back and potentially apologize. But how you position it has a big part in how your, 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 the results you get. You know, I totally agree with you. And I think this is why it's important that when we are getting into these relationships that we build friendships first because we know that a real friend will build us and not break us. And if I'm getting advice and suggestions from a friend, I know that they're coming from a place that is meant to build me into a better woman than it is to break me and make me feel lesser uh, than I than I am. And you know, another thing too is having um, having that in your relationship time where you two can talk. And so, you know, whether it's talk Tuesdays or Sunday night, you know, pillow talk, whatever it is that you do, but having your relationship set up in such a way where it allows both parties to equally communicate uh, things that are uncomfortable in difficult times. So rather it's, you know, you guys are reflecting on a conversation that you had earlier that week, but you had to hold it for your Talk Tuesday where it's just you and her, or can, it's, can I be honest with you moments, there's time set aside where you two have agreed we're going to be honest, right? We love mm-hmm. each other, right? Okay. And then you move forward with the conversation and the detail of it, but not taking every opportunity you get to finger point, to nitpick, to tit for tat. You want to make that moment a sacred moment where you two are free, where you two are open, and where you two are honest enough to express the love, the appreciation, the changes that may need to occur for not just the mate to become a better person, but we know when we're in relationship, when one elevates, the other does as well. So it's what's best for the team. And those and those conversations can't be used against you at a later date. Absolutely. Brown rule. <laughs> That's a rule. <laughs> Kels, what you think? You, 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 anything else after that? Oh, I mean, they pretty much covered everything. I was, when you brought up, don't use it, you know, at a later date. That's another thing that I know uh, most women have a problem with because we like to the whole thing. So you may try to give us some advice about our hair or something, and then the next time we want to tell you something about what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to yeah. have that in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to sweat. <laughs> yep. Yep. I've been to tell you I hate that hat. <laughs> He's one of them random <laughs> Now all of a sudden you hate that <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Shanita, what else? What else you got for me? Teach me, y'all. Come on, keep going. Y'all keep teaching me. I'm you know what? I, 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 <laughs> um, I think another thing we can do is um, we can learn to 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 study our mates. You know, sometimes you hear people say men are so difficult or women are so difficult, but I think in reality we don't put in the work that's required to really learn our mates. We focus on what's important and what's a priority to us. And when your mate really becomes a priority, when their happiness becomes, you know, well, of course, your their happiness shouldn't be contingent upon you. You want to add to their happiness. But when that really becomes a focus, you'll study your mate like you would an exam. You'll study your mate and you'll learn their likes and their dislikes and what their favorites are. And guess what? You'll do it because, and you'll do it so much to the, to the point that it becomes like second nature. You're out shopping and you study, you know, things that they like and you find yourself now shopping for them or you learn them to a point where I know when my spouse is mad, he needs or she needs her space because me being there asking questions only further irritates them. So, again, it's studying our mate and learning what ticks them, what gets them going, what makes them happy. And so, you know, that's something that can be done in a relationship that will help us love them more, love them better. <laughs> Amen. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. Sure I'm laughing. The inbox, I just got. I'm sorry. <laughs> what inbox you get? Come on, we're for telling. Because I want to know. I want to laugh. Uh-uh. I, 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 I share it. I Somebody just inboxed me. Is she married? Because she's the type of one I need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they must have hit an introduction for them to ask that question. Right. <laughs> no play. No play. <laughs> that won't be the last inbox, bro. Get tonight. <laughs> it won't. Yeah. You know what, there, there is one other. I don't know how much time we have left, but I certainly wanted to get this out. You know, the, one, of the, uh, one of the things we tend to do in relationships um, is we make everything about us. So when we're trying to love our mate better, it can't always be about, well, I felt this way or I want to do this or I think we should go there. There is no I in team. You have to figure out how to coexist with your mate and take their feelings into consideration. Again, and it goes back to studying your mate. What is it that they like? So when you're making plans, you're doing something that will be exciting and interesting to both parties and not just you. And sometimes when we get into relationships, we want to force our likes and desires and dreams on our mate when that that probably wasn't necessarily what they desired to do. And that's why it's important that you have friends outside of your spouse. You know, your mate may not like to go to the mall with you, but you got your BFF on speed dial. So instead of forcing your man to go and walk hours with you in the mall, call your girl up and you guys take that trip together and then come home and enjoy each other. 
And yeah. thank him for, you know, that credit card, you know, whatever transfer, that quick pay, you know, whatever you're doing. <laughs> thank you, baby. <laughs> you, you're going to get a little special session tonight. I got that red light special tonight. Amen. Amen. You can have a credit card for that. <laughs> you know what? We're first. <laughs> Max it out. Max it out. Max it out. I'm sorry. Okay, money mentor. Uh-huh. Listen, max it out for that. I, I, I'm gonna do a new. I would do a new class or something for that. G. Hey. <laughs> uh, that oh, that got good to me. Yay! Hey, shot. <laughs> oh my goodness well on that note <laughs> we are going to go ahead and wrap this here combo up before Panda's inbox takes a hard turn for the left um, <laughs> 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 well, it is a pleasure if you could please tell the people how they can reach you and get your book and get connected to your optimist please Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I am on Facebook as She Space Nita N I T A. I am on Instagram at Shanita underscore Inc. My book can be purchased uh, on my website at www.shanita.org. It's also sold on Amazon. And I wanted to uh, announce to your studio audience that. I am co-hosting a trip to Jamaica. I'll be taking 20 women to Jamaica for a self-love experience. And we have, um, we have four days planned of fun-filled activity, which includes excursions, uh, workouts on the beach. We have a day of self-love sessions that we're working on and planning. So if any of your listening audience uh, guests are interested in going. It's certainly not too late. The deposit is only $50, and they can go and get more information at www.selfloveinthesun.com. And I'll be sure to uh, put that in. I know you guys are also um, airing live, so I'll be sure to put that in the comment box for those of them that will watch the replay. So, again, wanted to welcome you ladies. Come, come to Jamaica, Montego Bay, ladies. Let's love on ourselves in the sun. Yes, I saw that. I did see that, and I was looking at it, so. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to need you to inbox me with your questions so we can uh, seal the deal, honey. (laughs) (laughs) <clears throat> All right. All right. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Wynn. Go ahead. You got it. I know. I was going to say, I've got you linked in my live, so you can be sure and hit up Wynn and Kells, but I'm pretty sure they got you covered in theirs as well. Um, as always, thank you so much for joining us. And you already know you'll be back. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I hope you have a beautiful week, and we look forward to speaking to you soon. Then. Good night. Love you guys. Thanks for having me. Good night. Good night. Bye. All right. Like, that was pretty dope. Okay, so let me hush because I'm over time and I don't want Kills cussing me out in the box. So our next song is In My Mind by our brother Winfrey Burns. Go ahead. 
and hit play for him when I'm here for that. Let me hush. Love mean if you're always giving up, giving up all the time.
um, long-awaited product that I have been showing you all and playing around with in my testing. Um, the Cocoa Mango Twist and Go Cream is ready. And on Friday, you can get yours and you can be bomb with your twist outs and your curls. Um, <laughs> it is going to be offered for the intro price of $13 for an eight ounce jar. Um, and that will be live on the website on Friday. So be sure you get that. Okay. All right. So. <clears throat> Speaking of how we are teaching each other how to love us better and how to receive that love, tonight I wanted to talk about seeking safe spaces with safe people. Um, we are in a space where our society is either so attached to everything that they are sensitive to life or they're so detached from everything that nothing matters and I'm just good. I'm going to do me and I'm moving on with my life. But at the end of the day, we're all wired to need someone somehow, some way at some point in our lives. And as adults, if we've conditioned ourselves to begin to not need anyone or not have a safe space to go to, um, to be human, we get into a kind of a danger zone. So tonight, I wanted to follow up our conversation about teaching each other how, teaching someone how to love us better and being able to receive those lessons. I wanted to kind of highlight a few points, I've got four to be exact, um, <clears throat> regarding seeking safe spaces with safe people. So the first thing, growing up, my mom um, always used to say uh, a little skit. She used to kind of reference a little skit, especially when I started dating, um, that Eddie Murphy had was looking for whooking Penub in all the wrong places. Um, later on, I found out this was a little ditty he was saying in one of his stand-ups, uh, in one of his stand-ups. But my mom would always kind of break it down to me as you gotta, you gotta know where you're going and you gotta know what you're trying to get when you get there. Okay. Um, so, my little caveat to this is regarding social media, okay? Um, because we are the age of social media, we birthed this thing, and now we have taken it and run with it. We cannot deny that social media has transformed how we do love, how we do social situations, how we do interactions and intimacy. So while we're looking for love, please, no more than just their Facebook faces. <laughs> okay. Um, lots of those faces are filtered. And when and that's more than just what we see on our camera. Um, we all know that Facebook allows us to live our best lives edited. Instagram allows us to snapshot the most amazing points of our lives and share them for everyone to like and 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 kudo us and hashtag us to oblivion, you know, and follow us so that we can see the next awesome thing that we're doing. However, when you log off, you still need to have something tangible to connect to, okay? So I often, um, I want us, to, not often, I want us to be cognizant of the relationships that we're making and how much we're investing into them. I can say that I did not know Kells or Wynn from a can of paint <laughs> prior to Facebook, okay? However... We found a connection on this platform that we then transformed into real life. If I'm in Walmart and I see Kale, 
I am stopping Kels and I'm hugging her and she is going to talk to me and we are going to be sisters and it's going to be a thing because I know her. Like, I could cry with Kels. I could call her and say, sis, listen, and she's going to listen. I could do the same thing for Wynn. We have done that for each other because we have become intimate in real life as humans are wired to do. So I ask that we don't um, get so jaded in how many tags, shares, at um, how many groups we're all in, how many things we're in or we appear to be involved in together and neglect that we still need that connection. Okay? So while we're looking for love, no more than the Facebook faces. Okay? No more than their Instagram handles. I need you to know more than that. Because the interwebs has us um, thinking that our feelings need to be on an algorithm. So be be aware of that, okay? All right, so number two, <clears throat> titles don't secure trust, okay? Um, from the very, very time that we are able to understand relationships, we are told mom, dad, sister, brother, grandparent, then you get your your teachers, your principals, you know, these these, these titles that you get. Then as you become an adult, you get your supervisors, your managers, you know, your, your pastors, things of that nature, they all have a title. With those titles come certain levels of expectations, responsibilities. There are definitions that come along with these titles. So they give us a, sometimes a false, sense of ex, a false sense of security with these people thinking that their title is going to ensure that they have, that we have their trust or they have our through time. Often through trials, you cannot think to expect a person based on their title, trustworthy of your innermost desires and just okay. Um, that is not to say people with certain those that have been given those titles do not hold a certain responsibility that is just basic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's a basic level of responsibility that you're due when you have certain titles. <clears throat> However, excuse me, <clears throat> life shows us that not everyone is always willing to stand up to those titles. And just because you've been given, we, we, we give titles freely, but it's rare that we all meet the expectations all the time. So be aware of that and recognize that when you give, you can't put all of your trust into someone based solely on that title. What have they done in the midst of your relationship that has proven them worthy for that trust, for your innermost thoughts, hearts, desires, secrets, all of those things? You have to be careful with yourself. Um, <clears throat> okay. I think I got all I needed to on that. Number three, this is one that I think women do a lot, Okay. Um, so in this one, I'm definitely speaking to the fellas, but I'm really, really, really speaking to my ladies on this one. Don't force it, fam. Straight up. <laughs> if, you are, if you are a person who's always wanted, wanted a certain kind of relationship, sisters, brothers, besties, absentee parental relationships, please be mindful of the fact that you can be seeking to fill a void that is missing by way of companionship. Okay. Please also understand that there is nothing wrong with you fulfilling this need. It is simply how we are wired. What you are responsible for is being aware of and being aware of that it's 
sorry, what you are responsible for is being aware of that need and being diligent about protecting that space for the right people. Okay? That's your job. You know you have that space. You know that that is a detriment, that, that's something that you need, that you're working on, that that's one of those red flags for you. So you can't just go around allowing anyone who's willing, whether it be for the moment or long term, to enter that space just because it's empty. <clears throat> you still have to set the expectations for what's required to fill your space. Okay? Um, so know that. <laughs> know that. Um, your void doesn't give you a pass to skip the intimacy line. Okay? Everyone, all of us are still, we all need intimacy. There are still levels that have to be met. There are still goals that got to be achieved before both people feel that you're aligned on that in, in that intimacy space. Otherwise, you feel that's where you get clean. Ooh, they always hear. She, she wants more than what I need. Like, ooh. And even in friendships, you can have a clingy friend who is assumed you're at a level that you're not there yet. That could have nothing to do with you whatsoever. Ooh, However, you stuck in that thing. <laughs> you are stuck. <laughs> because, because you have inadvertently filled a void you didn't know existed. Okay? So be aware of that. Just because you have a void does not mean you get to skip the steps that are necessary to get a solid, a solid feel. Okay? Um, so don't force it. It's rude. It turns people off. That's the opposite of what we want. Okay? <laughs> let's not do that. Let's love right. Let's, let's not do that. All right. Um, number four. <clears throat> you are worthy of a safe place. And sometimes that's a solo place, okay? And I want to say that because it's especially when we recognize that we have voice, okay? Um, solitude is a superpower, right along with self-control, <laughs> okay? Um, and a lot of the times we go through different seasons. You have an individual season that is separate and apart from whatever your calendar is saying. And regardless of what your social circles, what the world is telling you, what TV is telling you, your friend is telling you, sometimes you just need to be by your damn self, okay? Sometimes what you're going through needs to be taken on solo. We all have our own journeys that are necessary for us to become the next person, to become the next level, famous plug, of who we need to be, okay? So don't miss that space. Trying to don't miss that season. Trying to make sure that you've already got some, you've always got someone there sharing your space. That could be your distraction. Okay, so recognize the safety and solitude. You deserve that. You do not have to give every little piece of you to everybody just because you got some left. That's for you. That's going to allow you to be able to stay grounded in reality, to be able to separate the mess from the things that you need to tune into. There are certain things that just aren't meant for you, regardless of how much it's in your feed, regardless of how many times your people tag you in it. No matter how many times somebody texts you and say, Do you, did you get that? Are you here? Is your phone on? Mm-hmm. I just don't give a damn. You know, like, those are, this is not for me. Those things are draining me. You have to be willing to be strong enough to stand up and tell
build those people that you've given these titles and these positions to, I'm not here for that. That's your mm-hmm. I'm not that. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not for me. Because that, that disturbed my peace. And I need that for me. You are worthy of that. You deserve that. So don't have folks um, forcing you out of your space because they need you in theirs. Sometimes it's not for you to share you. And that's okay. So in all of this, teaching folks how to love each other better and giving more, and I'm all for the warm and fuzzy and loving and, and being selfless. But there are times that I've had to learn, even um, in all of my lovey doveyness, that for me to do that and do it from a real place, a place that is supposed to come, I have to be able to withdraw and recharge that. I owe myself. So do you. Okay? So, in close, I'm going to wrap this thing up. <clears throat> What I want is for us to stay safe out here, and that means mind, body, soul, okay? Um, We cannot get caught up. I don't want us to get caught up in where everyone wants us to be. Take charge of protecting your heart and your energies so that when someone does come to you, bear and willing to help us be better. We've already built the foundation to accept that, okay? You've already protected and padded. You got the childproof locks on. You got your, your smoke detectors are up to date. You got the batteries in. You're ready. Because you've already set yourself up for success in your safe place. You owe yourself those things. Have those real accountability conversations and get down to the nitty gritty of what it is to keep you solid out here. It's rough. This world ain't getting any better for any of us. Every day we talk about all of the things that are that are taking us, that are frustrating us, that are making us want to holler in my Marvin Gaye voice. <laughs> you know, you you owe yourself that that time to be able to keep you straight. And that has been Sass and Sage. I want y'all to be light. I want you to be love. I want you to be peace this week. Until next time. I hope y'all enjoy it. All right, that's it. <laughs> hey. The doors of the church are open. Hey. <laughs> Wherever Q has prayed a word. That was good. Yeah. That was real good. All right, let's go. We got seven minutes. So let's go ahead and close it down. Um, Kels, you up first. That was good. <laughs> yes, thank you. That was uh, a very good, good segment, Keith. So kudos to Keith and Sassy Sage. Um, I had an awesome time tonight, like we always do. I enjoyed you guys. Shout out to the live. Uh, we yeah. appreciate you guys for rocking with us and watching. You know, um, every Tuesday. So keep it up. I want you guys to be productive. Remember, Curvy Kitten is having a sale. This is the love sale for Valentine's Day. So up until February 14th, you get it 15% off. And just use the code KKLOVE. Stop. Okay. Two. Um, let's see. Um, I want to remind you guys that the Twist and Go, no, the Coco Mango, see, I'm still... Y'all, the twisting <laughs> Coco Mango Twist and Go Cream goes live on Friday. I'm also I'm also debuting a new sexy shea butter scent, which is kissed by the queen. That's my own uh, 
personal favorite that I've been sharing for a while, but that one will also be available this weekend. Um, if you've got your tickets, we actually sold out the Women's Empowerment Conference on Saturday at Rose State. We did sell out, so thank you if you got your tickets. I appreciate your shares and um, your your good vibes uh, for Saturday. You won't be able to be in the building, but um, Elegance by Design will be there as well as a quite a few other vendors. Um, Kendall Turner will be as well uh, be in the building as well. So it's going to be a great time. We're going to be secure in our safe places for real on this coming Saturday. So if you're planning to come out, I look forward to seeing you. Uh, in the meantime, if you want some good old Elegance by Design goodies, hit elegancebydesign.com. That's design with a Z. And go ahead and get hooked up on Friday. Both of those new items will be available on Friday. All right. Um, either of you have anything else? Um, so my closing remarks, of course, thank you. The uh, Kells Hot Topic was on fire as always. Q, Sass, and Sage, yeah, you 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 did that. Um, Shanita, thank you for um, for being our guest tonight as always. All three of these ladies, by the way, will be speakers at the Level Up Conference. So um, yeah, get you to that. Um, I will also need to announce that tomorrow, so uh, tomorrow's Wednesday, so Wednesday and Thursday, the website for the conference will be down. So we're making some, uh, we have some maintenance that we need to do to the site. So they will be down tomorrow, um, but it will be back up on Friday. So if you go there and it's down, don't worry. It's just, we're just doing some maintenance on it. Um, Also, if you have not got your ticket, so we just also just opened up uh, ticket purchases for our masquerade ball. So March 23rd in Oklahoma City, um, we're going to turn up. Um, if you were there last year, you have a good time. Yeah, I need to be there. Put on your good clothes. Come out with me, Kels Q, and then D Chappelle is going to be co-hosting with us this year as well. So y'all come out to our Mardi Gras Masquerade Ball. Um, you can go to Eventbrite from day, from yesterday, excuse me, until February 4th. We are doing pre-sale tickets um, for $30 for singles, $50 for couples. After February 4th, it goes from $40 to singles to $60 for couples. So you want to get your tickets now. You can go to school. You can go to Scoop Radio, Mardi Gras Masquerade um, or you can just go to the, if you can't remember all that, go to the Google Drive page or my page or Kale's page or Q's page, and you can see <laughs> the link and, or D Chappelle's page, and you can get the, um, you can get that, get your ticket. Get it before February 4th to get pre sale prices. After that, don't ask me for no discounts. <laughs> <laughs> Sean talked me into giving y'all more time. Sean was to give us to at least the first because I was going to give you a week. And Sean talked me into two weeks. So y'all can thank Sean Fisher for that one. Um, so make sure you do that. Of course, again, level up conference, get your tickets. Uh, tickets are going. We want to make sure that you don't miss out on this groundbreaking, innovative conference. It's going to be in Chicago. Make sure you still do payment plans, so get your tickets uh, as soon as possible. As always, we are looking for new music, so if you are an indie artist, um, send your radio edit version of your music to globaldriveradio.gmail.com. 
along with whatever image you'd like for us to post to help you advertise your music. We want to support you. So um, do that today. Last but definitely not least, if you um, have not looked at uh, Nouveau Exposure, which is our magazine, check that out. Not last but not least. Uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, you can go to NouveauExposure.org and check out our great articles there. And then the word on Wednesday will be um, live tomorrow. Pastor Burns will continue. Will continue in his series, uh, Crisis in. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, it crisis in So make sure you tune in tomorrow at seven o'clock for the Crisis um, with Pastor Burns. All that again, great show tonight as always. Thank you for our live special. Thank you to again to those who consistently stay and consistently um, uh, support us. Y'all don't know how much that means to us, and we really, really, really appreciate you guys. Um, as we said at the beginning of the show, it's not easy to grow a business. It's not easy to grow uh, a business, right? So, because of you all, we are growing, so we appreciate it. So please definitely make sure. That I uh, know how much we appreciate you. Um, so, other than that, have a good night. Have a good rest of your week. We will see you next Tuesday. Get your ball tickets, get your level up tickets, KLSQ, Shanita. Love you guys. Appreciate everything that you all continue to do. Um, y'all have a good rest of your week. Uh, remember, you have a perfect week. You are worthy of Think you wanna do love? Tell me what to do love. If you could just give it, would you just spend it? And I'm still standing here. First you say you're with me, and then you try to kiss me. Though I try to keep it low when you cut me to the floor, cause I don't wanna cry no tears. Would you believe this love is forever, girl? And would you?